talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all fact. Ain't came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the loser way. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, y'all. They gotta play us. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Not to be a favorite. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,210 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, that's great. But do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Eyes. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you got a question for Game On, who's one of the most energetic Bengals fans right there, or Big Daddy Diesel Dale, or you just want to support the show, give me a Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it every single day. I ain't got one on right now, but I got I got the banner behind me. I got, I got the beer. I got a good beer hat on. But if you want to support a great cause, meaning the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund or the Joe Burrow Foundation, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Get you a hat. Get you a shirt. Get you a flag. Because, you know, Jackpot Joey is going to win the Super Bowl this year. He's going to get the MVP. 50 touchdowns. 
Who knows? MVP? I don't know. Anyway, go to jackpotjoey9.com and get your gear there. I greatly appreciate it. What's up to everybody in the chat? Stranger, you're first. What's going on? Joe's in there. Randall's in there. Pork chop, my boy's in there. Dale Ramey. What's up, my boy? And Smash Adams, what is going on? All right, guys. So, I got to title this show. Did the Bengals break the Buffalo Bills? Because of all things that happened, you know, with the Stephen Diggs and Josh Allen and all that stuff. Now, it kind of seemed like they might have kissed and made it up, but yeah. Let's get the game on and Dale and see what they had to say. Here's game on. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How we doing? Oh, just doing living the dream. Here, right, let's get the big, big, big diesel Dale here. There's my boy. What's up? It's CBJ Dale today. CBJ Dale. Oh, <laughs> CBJ I wish I could see CBJ. Yeah, exactly. All right, so. What do you guys think? I mean, people say we broke the Titans after the playoff game. They haven't been the same. Did we break Buffalo? I mean, did they kiss and make up today? I mean, maybe they did. Glenn Goodberry's put it out there like they did. You know, what do you, what do you got, game on? Eight straight victories before they played the Bengals, right? Yep. The Buffalo Bills were on a streak. Now, people will say Josh Allen wasn't playing his best football. Their defense was humming. They were playing great football all around. Stephon Diggs ran into a buzzsaw. He didn't know what hit him. Okay. That's what ended up happening. The Bengals stifled him in the run game. They were able to get pressure on their quarterback. Their defensive line couldn't get pressure on our quarterback, even though we were starting three replacement offensive linemen. They had no idea what was coming to them. And and honestly, he, he's he's just he's struck right now. He's struck. He doesn't know what to do. That's what's exactly. going on. I mean, I, I, when they did a big thing on Twitter, you know, the kids made up. I don't know, Dale, what, what, what's your thoughts? You know, do we break them? Do, you know, is this another Burrowhead? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that because I thought you did that prematurely as well. I'm like, <laughs> we went to their home field once, and you're saying this. I know my Whoop field. their ass. Whoop but, their ass. But I blame you and the mayor specifically because you just continued to say it and say it and say it. I I didn't, it's not my fault. I didn't name no, we beat, we beat them, the we beat them once, but yes, we looked good against them. We looked good against them uh, before that game ended in unfortunate circumstances on the Monday night football game with the Hamlin injury. But yeah, uh, I think the Bengals have a better team. Did we break them? I don't think so. I think they're going to still be really good. Whereas Tennessee, like we really broke them. We broke I feel them. like. <laughs> like <laughs> They're like rebuilding broke them. Tannehill had to go, go to therapy after that game. Yeah. So I think the Bills are still going to be right in the thick of things. And Josh Allen's still a top-tier quarterback, which is something, you know, Tannehill, we all knew he was a fraud, really, anyways. But, but Dale, but Dale, do you feel like they broke Stephon Diggs? I don't know. CTB shut him down, and he threw a little hissy fit. And But apparently wow. he's back, right? So today he was back at camp or whatever, and all is well in that situation as far as we know that he showed up. But, I mean, obviously, yeah, The I guess I would say I don't think they've been broken yet. But what happens if they start out one and three and Diggs isn't getting the targets that he wants or whatever? You know, maybe we cracked them a little bit. But they're not fully broken. Now, the, the thing I thought was interesting about Josh Allen's comments yesterday is he was saying the problem they're having isn't football related. And it's football. You get on the field, you know, you can fix it. It's football. You know, you, you, that's not that hard to fix. But he said it wasn't football related. And he's like, oh, but I love that dude. So that to me is a, a bigger thing. I mean, he's the one that said it. You know, I, I didn't say it. Josh Allen's the one that said it's, it's not about football. So that to me is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's. 
step on. I mean, I know they kissed and made up today, but like you uh, said, first time he didn't get the ball. He's been a little busy too with Haley Steinfeld, you know. <laughs> Good game. All we got. What'd you say? I said, Sorry. go ahead. What about, about the? Well, I, I was going to say. I mean, there there were rumors. I'm not going to say that they're true. That he broke up with his girlfriend the night before that game. So like, there were rumors that. The reason why Diggs was so upset with the game plan, the strategy, everything was that Allen looked off and he wasn't completely focused on the game. I'm not going to make that because it wasn't just Allen that played bad. It was Allen that played bad. The defensive line played bad. The secondary played bad. The special teams played bad. We dominated them in all three facets of the game. So did we break the bills? No, but we absolutely sent Leslie Frazier – uh, to potential retirement or to think about his next move. And we made their team really think about what, what, how do we beat the Bengals now? Because the Bengals are like the team that's in front of us to get to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's no longer us and the Chiefs. It's the Bengals we have to worry about. But you and, don't buy into the fact that we only won because we wore white jerseys, right? <laughs> they couldn't see us. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, some of the stuff that came out, out of Buffalo and, and Kansas City after, after the two games, one we won, one we lost, was ridiculous. Just some of the stuff they were saying. But the white jerseys had to be the funniest thing that I've ever heard. That's the reason that. And just know in general, right? The one right. receiver who's not even there this year now was it McKenzie or I don't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, was like, if it wasn't snowing, we would have. <laughs> It's Buffalo <laughs> in January. It's supposed to snow there. Oh God. But a good point. You, you brought their game on. I forgot this. Buffalo doesn't have a defensive coordinator and he quit. I mean, or he's on leave for the whole year. So McDermott's going to run the defense. So that right there is a, a big flag for me as far as. God, they didn't bring in anybody? Nope. That's what I know. Nope. It's McDermott. Yeah. It's McDermott. The entire fan That's base, they, they bashed the defensive coordinator that led them to pretty much the, the lowest points against in the second half by a team in the National Football League last year. And the Bengals the Bengals beat them. They beat them. They, they not only beat them, they beat them handily. It wasn't solid. even close. It was called a solid ass whooping is what it was. <laughs> I really think we were going to hand them one, too, on that. On oh, Monday night, I still we were gonna beat them Monday night. We we dude, they were just going up and down the field like no, like they had there was no defense. Well, were you there, game on at the? Yeah. Oh my God, then you know that's what I mean. Unless you were there, you don't like that. I don't know. The environment was different. It wasn't even like that in the playoff game or the Raiders playoff game. I was at like it yeah. was different. The vibe that night was different, and I don't think anyone could have beat that team that night. Dale, it was like everybody joined Bengals and Brews before they came to the game. Everybody got wasted. I did. Coming to the game that night, but wasted in a good way. Yes, in a, in a good way. We were. I don't think that there was a Bengals fan in that stadium that thought we were losing that game. No, everyone no. thought we were about to take that number two seed, take home field, and potentially have an opportunity with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. pending if they lost. Yeah, so. Exactly. Now, talking about the, the, the number two seed, that brings me to, to this season and how I think it's very important for the Bengals to get that number one seed. We want them to come to the jungle every single game for the playoffs. And that's where I, I know Zach in the head, they, Zach plays off like, well, you know, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing, which, I mean, what he's been doing works. I mean, I'm not going to question that. But, guys, we to me, that's 
huge to get that number one seed this year. That's a thing that I think they have to get this year. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, I was saying, I think that's how, because I'm like, how do we ever replicate that atmosphere for that Bills game? Because it's just, it was so rare. I think it's if we're hosting to go to the Super Bowl and we're playing like at night and we're hosting to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I, it, I'm sorry, but then any team, like I would love to have that atmosphere. And the Chiefs got to come in here with the Super Bowl on the line and our home fans having that home field advantage behind the team. It would be awesome. Yeah, if fans didn't know, the Kansas City Chiefs have not beaten us in Cincinnati since 1984. Um, the Bengals getting that number one seed pretty much would guarantee them a spot for the AFC Championship and probably guarantee them a spot for the Super Bowl. Even and, and even even if not, even if not the number one seed, just a healthy offensive line is going to win us the Super Bowl here, fellas. Now that brings me to the discussion we've had a lot here. Me and Dale talked about yesterday. We had it on Bengals and Brews earlier. Uh, today is the offense line, and Jonah has come back and he said all, all the right things. And 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 I, me personally, think the Bengals should have reached out to to Jonah and said, "Hey, after they signed Orlando, I think it happened real quick." Said, "Hey, you know, we're going to move the right tackle." So I understand where where uh, 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 Jonah is is a little salty about it. So I, I understand that, and he has every right to be. But the thing for me, game on is. The depth that we have on this offensive line right now, I think we should do everything we can to keep it because of what's happened the last two years. Our offensive line has not made it a whole season the last two years. So if you have Jackson Carmen or Lyle Collins as your backups, I know they're expensive, or Lyle's an expensive backup, but we're going to play 2022 games. He might play. Any anybody anybody with a higher quality than Hakeem Adeniji or Isaiah Prince is preferable here. So to to have Lael Collins to have maybe people don't like this, but I'm still comfortable if Jonah Williams isn't starting. I'm still comfortable with having him as a backup because I know he's a much better backup than what I would have in a Cody Ford or Hakeem Adeniji. Well, who are you starting so, then if Jonah doesn't start? If Jonah doesn't start, I have to believe that Lael is either on the fast track or Jackson has just shown so much. That would be the only way that I I could see it. I mean, they just that Jackson outplating, which I don't see happening, but could happen. Or Lael all of a sudden, you know, hand of God came down and healed him, and he you know he's ready to go week one. What do you got there, Dale? In that scenario, I would almost hope if Jackson looks that great and Lael, you know both of these things hand in hand almost then. Okay. I revisit. Does anybody get injured and in trading Jonah instead of having to pay that 12 and a half million dollars? Like I try to put myself in the Bengals mindset of the money aspect of it too. Not just because as a fan, it's not my money. I keep them all. I keep them all, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I keep everybody. them, keep them. And I, I have the depth that could have, could have won us two Super Bowls the last two years. Just, very bluntly, that's the truth. Yeah. Dale, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this though. If if you try to trade Jonah Williams because he's not starting, who's going to be your backup left tackle? Well, I mean that's the thing, Jackson, and then you're probably thinking Collins has to slide in it right, and then Adenogy's probably keeping his roster spot that people don't want him to keep. Don't, don't I know. do it to me. I, I, I'm just don't saying that's probably me. what happens though. So that's what I mean. That's if we. That's, I really do think Jonah is going to start, though, just because the $12.5 he's going to have every opportunity to be the starter. Okay. Um, 
I think Collins would be more likely to beat him out if he's ready and looking better than I do Carmen. Because for Carmen, they know they've got him under control. They can let him be the swing guy. They can let him then still stay as if if anything happens, unfortunately, with Orlando Brown for even a game or two. Boom, Carmen's coming in at left tackle like he did last year. It almost makes my bad. It almost, the button. it almost makes more sense to have Carmen as the swing guy and as the backup. Which I mean, Jonah can play left then too. You options are options are good. I'm trying to play a video and put us in the corner, and I keep messing up. Keep going. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like to do. Keep going. Options are good, that is my opinion. But uh, yeah, I'm just messing everything up right now. Yeah, we're I'm having a great time over here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> right, everybody's real close. Everyone oh, wanted a super close up of my face. So. Exactly. Hey, you can see yeah. almost where Clark Harris said I'm his best friend. In the yeah. Audience. There yeah. you go. Exactly. So anyway, so all right, let's get back to the atmosphere that could be at uh, the jungle during the AFC Championship game. If, excuse me, when we get the number one seed. I mean, we talk about the atmosphere Monday night during the uh, Bills-Bengals game. It, it, the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl, that would be, this city would be off the hook. Come I mean, worthy. Be, Some might say come worthy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. They, they might be... they might have to block off multiple exits for people to get inside of the city and outside of the city. Once they're downtown, that's it, you know, <laughs> because there's going to be so many people there that night. You you remember how crowded or were either of you downtown for the AFC championship game at the Banks? Uh, yeah, after, after we won? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went, no. I went down to the Banks after we won. Oh, you remember dude, how it crazy was... it was? Oh, it was – dude, that was the biggest party. It was snowing. Nobody cared. Everybody was hugging strangers. Everybody's buying each other beer. We're having an awesome time. We're not even paying attention to the 49ers and the Rams game. We don't care. We're going to the Super Bowl. That was so much freaking fun. I will never forget that. Yeah, I was at Mount Orb. I went to Butterbee's with Derek and Sarah and, like, hugged so many strangers at that bar because everybody was there rooting for the Bengals watching the game. So, like, that was a freaking awesome moment, but I can't imagine it been down at the banks. Like. Oh, dude, I, that, that's the thing I keep, like, I, so I keep saying we only get the number one seed, but just think, I mean, you get the first game, a playoff game in the jungle, second, it, it, second game, third game, it just keeps building and building and building, and you get to that moment where, holy crap, we're in the AFC Championship game here, and it's even, it would be even a bigger moment because we had to go to Kansas City the last two years, you know? Yeah. If they come here, ah, dude, I, there's no. If they come here, nobody's beating us. I don't give a crap who we play. Nobody's beating us in the jungle. We, we not even the referees play. can beat us in the jungle because <laughs> right. they're not making it out of there if they pull that shit here. Exactly. That's right. All right, I want to get the Ken's comment here. It's all about Jordan again. He said, "No doubt, this team depth is the best I've ever seen. It even with the youthful safeties, those dudes have have played big time football at major programs now." I, I'm with Ken. This That does kind of worry me. Losing, and I've said this before, losing Bell and losing Bates is big. And having the two uh, rookies, or not rookies, but, you know, we got, we got, we got um, geez, oh, I can't think of their names. Nick Scott, Jordan Battle. Jordan Thank Battle you. was uh, drafted along right. with Dax, who was drafted a year right. ago to replace. I was, I'm Bates. trying to do too many things I have brain parts. But anyway, having those guys in there and having to rely on them on in the secondary is a big deal. You know, how worried are, are you guys with that? You want to go? You want to go? Oh, okay. Go ahead, game on. Um, 
so I, I'm not I'm not really worried at all. I, I think the coaching staff has talked very highly about Jordan Battle and his instinctive skills. Um, they they've touted his ability to be able to know the the opportunities for every single position on defense based off of a scheme or a coverage. So I'm I'm really excited to see what he becomes. Uh, Nick Scott has made big plays in big time situations. He was actually starting for the Rams on that Super Bowl team, and he had a great Super Bowl run uh, that year in 21 um, at safety. So I, I, I believe they have every bit of confidence in him. And then Dax Hill, what's what's not to like about Dax Hill? Like the all-around playability, play him in the box, play him deep. Uh, I mean, he, he, his ceiling is much higher than what Bates would have been. So, Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And uh, – like, I would be – I don't know. And going into the draft, I didn't even feel this way. But now hindsight, it's like, damn, the Jordan Battle pick. We're having this conversation. We got him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, I could understand the conversation because next Scott, I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, you're really, like, replacing Bell, a leader, and this and that. But then getting Jordan Battle on top of it, now it's a competition. And Jordan Battle was – it just writes up like Von Bell. Leader, smart play day one plays at a major program, you know, Ohio state Bama, like everything is so similar. Plus he still played special teams starting for basically four seasons at Alabama team captain, along with the guys who went first and third in the draft. It's unreal. Like how, how good that guy can be and how perfect of a fit he is for what we lost. Like for losing bell, he fits in so perfectly. And even if Nick Scott starts week one, Jordan Battle, we talked about this the other day, Jeff. I said, mm-hmm. I can't see Jordan Battle staying off the field. It'll yeah. either be like where CTB and he takes over halfway through the season as the starter, or he'll be getting so many snaps that it doesn't matter if he's a starter or not. He's going to play a lot. Yeah, I can I- see situationally um, Nick Scott sliding in, it, it, like it, at the end of a game or on a third down where you got to have it deep. Um, and you need that extra safety instead of a linebacker. Like, I can see him coming in and playing that Dax Hill role that Dax Hill played last year. We're just situationally – And Trey him. Flowers, right? Trey Flowers yeah. is gone. Yeah. So. The three-safety look is what I think is – we're going to see that more of that this year because of the versatility that, that like you just said, Dax has. I, I yeah. think, And again, you put battle in there. I think we might see that a lot more this year than we did last year. Now, one thing here uh, – see, Michael Madden here goes – he said, uh, do you guys – and this has been a question. I, I don't really know the right answer, but do you guys think we need to play the start no. of the preseason? No. I, like, no. I, I'm going to say no because I would have said yes a year or two ago, and it seems to have worked for us. The only thing – the only caveat I have against that – not the starters, like it's just for last year, and hindsight's 2020, where they have so many starters, new starters on our offensive line – those guys would help to play a couple series in the preseason. Now, this year, we the interior is the same. You know, you got Jonah going from left to right. I, I don't I don't really think they have to play a whole lot. I don't think Jackpot's playing a snap in, in, in preseason but again. We can even sorry, Jeff, but we can yeah. even say hindsight. But what if one of those guys would have got rolled up on right. in a meaningless yeah. preseason yeah, right. game and been yeah. out for the season before they ever got to yeah. week one? Yeah. yeah. Well, one series, though, man. One series a game. I'm fine. Like, uh, that's okay. That's one all series to a bomb to chase. Get, <laughs> just to get the communications down, fellas. You know, defensively, they're going to throw some stuff at them. And offensively, it, it's good to just have your offensive line aligned 
have the communication down, work on a few things, a couple sub packages, maybe Burrow leads you to a touchdown drive. Or if it's not Burrow, you just bring in the backup. We love to see Trevor Simeon on that first drive. I'm fine with that too. If yeah. Burrow doesn't play a snap, I'm okay. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. that. I'll well, he's practicing, line, right? Goes. He's he's getting his practice in this year that he didn't even get before. Right. right. He's like, he's actually hopefully going to have a normal off season. He won't have an appendectomy or a pandemic or whatever. You have an actual <laughs> normal off season would be great. Yeah. I mean, that would be unbelievable for for Jackpot to actually have a normal off season. Uh, Ken here goes. Uh, can Anderson stick around and play that role that Flowers played? Anderson is fast uh, and big at 6'2". That is a very good question. I can see it. I mean, I don't know because there is a lot of players, <laughs> a lot of talent in that secondary. Uh, what do you I got a stat for you. I got a stat for you. Uh-oh. In preseason last year, he played in over 200 snaps, had a 45.7 quarterback rating against. Playing strong safety and free safety switch. So – I do believe that he has the ability to cover tight ends. He's a taller safety. It makes him, you know, similar to that Trey Hill or that Trey Flowers role. He also has more speed to him and versatility. So I think they could use him in a multitude of ways. If if they switch out of the tight end and they bring in another slot guy, I still think he has the ability to cover. I'd love to see it in preseason just to see if it works uh, from a logistical standpoint, but I would love for him to be on the field. We yeah, and once again, there. well, it's it's options, right? Yep, you've got yep, options and you've got depth. So maybe he's not initially that guy, but, you know, injuries happen. People get dinged up. They miss a couple games here and there. And you've got a guy with 4'3 speed and good size that uh, you can put in there. It, it's good problems to have. So oh, at some point, I think we do see it because that's just how it always goes. One thing I, I said on Bengals and Brews earlier today at 3.30, how awesome is it that we have to discuss – Having too much talent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. we have too much talent. We don't have enough spots for all these guys. Again, as I keep going back to the offensive line game on, we have more guys that can actually start that are going to be able to start. And, and Jeff, Jeff, I don't want to I don't want to go here, but, but you're going to make me go here. I remember how I told you, hey, if Yoshi can be a guard. I know. Actually, I know it. The Stanley Morgan job, people, might be in jeopardy because this kid has Olympic speed and is a gunner opposite Tyson Anderson, who played 900 snaps in uh, college as a gunner. We're set right now, special teams-wise. Right. We have so much insane depth that it kind of makes us look at some of these guys that are really just good at one thing and saying, might be cut-worthy this year, people. Might be. We'll see. Could be yeah, a trade so out there is kind of what we talked about on the show earlier as well. Maybe there's a trade out there. And I, I think the Bengals are very high on Zach Carter. We talked about this on your show yesterday, Jeff, because every indication is, you know, not drafting a guy, not bringing in an extra guy there, that, that they're obviously high on him. Mm-hmm. But what if there is a guy that becomes available via trade like what we got BJ Hill? And you've got an extra tackle or you've got an extra – wide receiver or an extra whatever because we have depth that you can go and now add another piece. That that might be that that tight end, that tight end on the outside from one of those teams where, you know, their their contract doesn't look good and they want to waive them or, you know, they they just don't see them fitting in with what they're going to be doing and the Bengals have high value on them. That 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 might be one of those situations. Yeah, I could totally see, just like uh, Ken the team would definitely be eyeing the waiver list. I could totally see us, uh, for sure, I, I just have a feeling we're going to pick up another tight end 
at the last final cut down day. Somebody Lyle, Collins, cut. Lyle Collins for Hunter Henry. You doing it? <laughs> you doing it if you feel good about Jonah and Carmen? If I feel good about him, yeah, I'm doing it. If I feel good about him. Uh, it's the it's it's the it's the cap it's the cap space for me, man. I think Hunter. They're Henry both they're both about ten, I thought, for their cap hit for this season. Uh, Hunter I, might be yeah, more. Yeah. I could be wrong. I, I think I think Hunter Henry might be fifteen and a half total. But but I mean, certainly you would you would consider something like that if you felt comfortable with the guys behind him. Like if Cody Ford shows out and you don't have yeah, that's going to have to be part of it too. Yep. It's yep. going to have to be because I don't. I think that the organization is pivoting from these players without saying that they're pivoting, like the Deontay Smiths and the – that's another guy that you could throw in there. Maybe yep. it's not a layout. Maybe it's an up-and-coming guy with the great length and, and the ability, and he shows a lot in preseason. And and another team comes calling. But remember Billy Price. Don't forget. I mean, he was – like, we had no intention of keeping that guy and, and keeping him for the long term. And we, we found value where another team said hey, we're going to cut a guy. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, Jalen here says, uh, should we claim James Robinson off of waivers? What do you guys got? Uh, I'll, I'll start this one. And uh, I say no. Like, I think if we want him, we would have picked him up. Uh, for whatever reason, he seems to have fallen off the last couple of years. Um, Mixon's number one. And, and I love Chase Brown so much that I, I had a third-round grade on him, and we got him in the fifth. So between that and then Travion, who made a phenomenal catch, uh, if you guys didn't see to in practice today, left yes, hand did. out of the backfield. Like, I still want to see him get some more touches. Chris Evans, I I can't even speak on Chris Evans because I thought it would already happen by now. So, <laughs> but but I just don't see the real spot for him necessarily. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And actually, there's a word through the grapevine that the reason why James Robinson got cut was because he failed a physical. Like he, he wasn't able to physically play and New Makes England sense. was not okay with him, you know, being on the roster because of that, because people, he signed a multi-year deal with New England. It wasn't yep. just one year. So they had every bit of confidence that he would come in and play. He had an injury last year through the off season, tried to work through it, probably didn't come back healthy enough to make the roster. And I've had some people message me and want to know if, we, if uh, I would want us to sign Dalvin Cook. I say no. I mean, I, I just I don't think he's going to be – he's going to want more money than the Bengals are going to want to pay him. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that one? So what you said, it's in the money. And then and then what? You're getting rid of Mixon and right. – They're not getting rid of Mixon. No, they're not getting – no, Mixon's not getting All this off-season drama around it. Yeah, it, it ain't going to work. The he's one here. thing, fellas, that we forgot about with all of this off-season drama, with all of this high-in-the-sky picture of, you know, what the roster could be, is we forgot that the Bengals value relationships of guys that they've had for a, a period of time. If they've mm -hmm. gone on longer than a contract and they've extended them, they usually have a great relationship with that player. They like to see those contracts through or they give the player the option to tell them. The only caveat to that is really from, from my perspective, Giovanni Bernard, where they asked him, they went to him candidly, asked him to take a pay cut, and then they let him decide. A lot of organizations wouldn't do that. They would right, just right. they would make the player take a pay cut, make them sit the bench, make them play, you know, when they ask him to make him move Bengals, the right tackle. The, the, <laughs> the Bengals, they have great relationships with their players where they're like, you make the decision for us. Like if you want to stay, yeah. you stay. If you don't want to stay, we will happily find you a good home. 
I think that um, – oh, shit. I lost all train of thought there, Jeff, when you started to say something I had. <laughs> Fuck. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. All right, so with that being said, how, how they, they treat their players, how surprised – I'm still surprised that they've never contacted Jonah. That's the thing that I'm like – you know, you're talking about all this all, all, all this stuff, they let Geo do this, and then – because on the opposite side, they expect them to honor the contract on the. I know, but the phone call. Like, You're gonna I know positions. You at least call them. But I mean, but I'm... what I was gonna say was about Mixon. I think maybe we all had this conversation here early because he still has the same thing for next year. He's still got another year on yeah. his deal. Like I could see them having the geo conversation or whatever, and the conversation we all thought that was gonna be had about maybe taking a pay cut, maybe next year, unless he just plays so damn well like he did two years ago. That I'm here like, for it. We're good. Yeah, I'm not making Bowl. I'm not making excuses <laughs> for the organization, but I'm gonna say when somebody gets hired over top of you, do they call you and consult you before they hire that person? Not usually. Not yeah, but usually. you just said they called Gio and asked him if they want to take a pay cut. So I but like- but that was that was before they made any like big hasty decision on him, and that was his money. So mm-hmm. like that affected him and his money. Jonah is not being affected at all. Like he literally, no, all no, he I, has to do show up, play really well. Next year, you get a contract elsewhere, or maybe the Bengals even think about extending you if right. you win a Super Bowl and you play really well. I mean, the thing is, that, that actually helps him if he can prove he can play right tackle. He's already proven he can play left tackle. He can play both. All that does is help him and gets him more money in, in the long yep. run from us or from anybody else. So all it does is help him. Yeah, he could just play the Orlando Brown situation over again and say, okay, I played really well at right tackle, but I want to be a left tackle, and the team will come calling. There's yeah. a bunch of teams looking for a left tackle in the league. Exactly. Yeah, and he can use last year as like, hey, I had the knee injuries. Look how I did this year if he plays well, you know. And look at me a couple – like two or three years ago, two years ago, he was the best lineman we had on the team. Yep. Not that that was great, but <laughs> he, that's what he was. You know? he was. He was more than serviceable at that point of his career. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just I just keep going back to that. It's for the beginning of this. He's going to play right tackle, and he's going to be fine. I, that, that's just me. I, I mean, I think he's athletic enough. He's going to. He's been working on pass sets apparently when he's he's uh, watching his, his his baby baby girl. I think baby boy. I don't remember. He had a, a, yeah, he had a daughter. Yeah, daughter. Shout so, out John Williams having a daughter. Exactly. Shout Congrats out. Yeah. on the sex. Yeah, but, but you're not getting any, so you know. <laughs> Somebody hey. did. <laughs> hey, hey, I know you guys saw that Mike McGlinchey made seventeen and a half million, and a lot of people think that this dude is either average or a little bit below average. Mm-hmm. He just made seventeen and a half. When Lane I, I, Lane's elite, but he got thirty three million at right tackle for the Eagles. The, and and as the seventeenth highest paid left tackle, I believe in the league, Brown. Probably something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that that was that's it's just a huge, great deal for us. When that when that happened, I mean, dude, I was flipping out. <laughs> every everything in my life changed. Everything got better. My future, it all got better. Dude, I I, I got less sleep than that. I tell you that because I was about to go to bed when it came out, and I was like, screw it, I'm going live. So I went live on the show for like an hour, and I went to work for like two hours of sleep. It was a rough morning, but it was, it was I was I couldn't sleep. I went about to sleep anyway. I was so ecstatic and. Shocked that they, they they signed Orlando Zeus Brown. Game on. So, Did you think it was real when it first happened? Because I always go back to that for me. Like, I was like, oh, is this account real? Like, like yeah. somebody said yeah. it to me, and I'm like, you know, I had to double check, and I had to check, like, the number of Twitter followers and stuff on that account. Yeah, so mine was – I actually had all of these guys, um, um, all tweets on. 
So we just send it to my phone. I was watching the Bearcats win an NIT game, and yeah. it was nearing the end, man. <laughs> yep. And I looked down at my phone. It's like, okay, Orlando Brown, sign, sign, sign. And then I was like, it's, it's probably the Bears. It's somebody, you know, who has a lot of money. And then it said Bengals. And I just yelled, holy shit. And my two kids are sleeping in the next room. My wife is right next to me. She was like, what happened? What happened? Right. Like, we just signed the left tackle. She was like, are you kidding me? That was me. You, you woke me up for that? Man, yep. That was all this of is big news, woman. We're winning multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> I was That's right. Dale. I'm like, dude, we're going live. I'm laying in bed. I don't care. Get up. Let's go. No, I wasn't laying in bed. <laughs> I was laying in bed when I got the news, oh. and I was like, when I was like verified it was real, I was like, holy shit, like, like that. And I was so run, and I'm telling Marissa what's risk. I'm like, okay, you know. And then my daughters right. walk in, I was 17, 13, and they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, we got a little bit. They could care less. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Brown. What? Our, our, our women just don't understand. They just, they just don't get it. I don't know. My wife looks at me like that all the time. He's just a football player. I know, but he's like a great left tackle that we needed to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm getting a tattoo right there, right? right. The Orlando Zeus Brown has helped me, helped me get my, my Super Bowl tattoo right there. When we win the Super Bowl. When we win it this year. This That's year. it. All right. With that being said, all right, game on. With uh, minicamp, uh, mandatory minicamp starting, is there anything that's uh, been standing, you know, any players been standing out for you, been paying attention to it or anything or any, anything woo, like that? Woo, woo. Couple. I'll be back. Right. Couple, couple of interesting ones now, man. I mean, Alan George playing over Sidney Jones with the with the ones. Um, that's really interesting to me. Tells me that the team has a lot of confidence in what he's done in the past. He knows the system. They like what they have in him. And right now, he has the upper hand between those two guys if they're making the roster on the back end, right? Exactly. Cornerback. The other one, I've already told you, it's. Yoshi, buddy. Yoshi. It's Yoshi. Yoshi. Okay. Yoshi making catches with the ones. Yoshi being a gunner on first team. Love to see it. Hopefully we see it in the preseason. We get a real good action of that. And, and we 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 understand what we have there. Because if he if he is every bit of what I think he can be at gunner, and you pair him with Tyson, our special teams just got a whole hell of a lot better. Our special teams coverage, I should say, got a whole hell of a lot better. And and that that's going to make us better because I believe we were 27th last year in special teams alone. And then you talk about Brad Robbins. Somebody said Brad Robbins kicks the ball so high, and I watched a couple of videos. I was counting five and a half, six seconds. I don't know how you can go that long with having the ball in the air, but it did. It happened, and this guy is the real deal. And not only that, Jeff. He's angling the football. A beautiful thing, people. Not just kicking it right down Broadway, but angling it left, angling it right, out of bounds, 50 yards down the field. Absolutely love to see it. The other thing is, um, obviously, Joe Burrow being established, looking great, getting it to his receivers, and with some high comments on a little Chuck Sizzle. I don't know if you like those comments, potentially being the wide receiver for potentially helping out the team. And he said he, he might have a big role. We'll see. I don't know. Dude, it, it, it's it's unbelievable the, the, the talent they've added. And and get your point about Brett Roberts. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Trags, Mike Petragli, my boy who comes on the show here a lot, almost fear of the punt that Brett Roberts, Roberts did today. He kicked into the stands. He kicked it so far as here sideways. But, yeah. Watch him. And and, and uh, Adam Minus is back at, in, at camp and, like, Every snap was perfect from what I heard today. So, yes, 
we needed to upgrade our special teams badly, not only in kick return, the kicking game itself, gunners, everything. And that was one of the things I think you'd be talking about this on the Wednesday night pod that it was a thing that the Bengals concentrated on doing, getting players that can not only help the team, but help special teams because our special teams was not very good last year. We lost a lot, lost a lot of field field advantage on on, on games last year. That's going to change this year. I think we have faster, faster guys, a, a better punter. I mean, I'm sorry. Christian, I love you. Drew Christian, love you, but I don't think you're going to be – I think you're losing the guy from Michigan. Friedel is south. Exactly, exactly. He's, he's since that kid, I love you, but I think Brad's going to be the guy. Those are things that you need to win an AFC championship game, to win a Super Bowl. And, and that's where this team is – I've said it a million times, this team is stacked. Like, the only thing that worries me about this team is that I wish we were a little deeper at tight end. I am concerned. Now, hopefully Zach Carter can, can step up. I am concerned – about getting somebody to replace Larry Ogunjobi. Now, I know it's been two years, but if you can get B.J. Hill off the field a little more, get D.J. off the field a little more, because we're going to play 20, 22 games this year. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to need rest. You know, that's what happened with the Miles, uh, Miles uh, Murphy uh, draft. That's going to give Trey Henderson rest. Whether he likes it or not, it's going to yep. get him off the field. Absolutely. Sam Hubbard. That's what we have with the team. We have more depth now than I think we've had – I don't know, 2015? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and when when you when you look at this roster, I mean, take a look at running back, right? The fact that <clears throat> that they're they're touting a lot about Chase Brown and what he can do. And even he looks really good. He looks the part. That change of pace back that we I mean, yes. everybody says P. Ryan was this was this great back last year and he was a thumper. There's no doubt about it, but he didn't offer you anything in the pass catching game. Right. And that's where Mixon like truly was much better this past year than in the run. He was, he was a much better pass catcher. And we know that the Bengals want to use their running backs as, as pass catchers. So I think like that, that versatility right there, you know, looking at the offensive line, all of the depth that we have there, the defensive line, as you managed to be able to take Trey Hendrickson off the field, to be able to take Sam Hubbard off the field, hopefully Osai, Gets full snaps this year oh, at the start that, of the season. Again, game on. That's the dude. I'm telling you, he is going to have a breakout year. Yeah, because everybody remembers the play at the end of the Chiefs game. Everybody remembers that. But you remember the, the five or six other plays he made before that, where he yes, was he was exactly. sacking Mahomes and putting pressure on him. Joseph Osai is going to make a difference this year. I almost guarantee it. Right. I, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that. The other one that I want you to watch now. I know I brought him up. And Zimmy was not happy about it. You, you might, people, we can go back and play the clip. You know what? I'll clip this one and I'll put that one in there. Side by side. We'll put it side by side. Tanner Hudson, people. Yeah. Tanner Hudson was doing long snapping when Cal Automitis was out. Something to think about because Wilcox did it last year. He's not here this year. Right. They need somebody to be able to step into that emergency role. Pay attention to that. As they're looking for the extra guy to be on the roster, and you're wondering, okay, who will it be? Will it be Michael Thomas? Will it be Stanley Morgan? Will it be this guy? Will it be that guy? Tanner Hudson has multiple uses, and he also played quarterback in and uh, he played quarterback in college too, as there you well. Go. Hey, so. this is an interesting question here for 
MC, 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 I'm saying your name right. I said, if we go, which you mean when we go to the Super Bowl this year and when we win, and then we go to the AFC Championship game next and lose, and the Super Bowl again the following year, win or lose, does that make Burrow better than Mahomes? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I mean, because you, 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 everybody, everybody takes the Super Bowls. How many Super Bowl wins do you have? And yeah. until Patrick, I hate it. It's got two of them. Yeah. But until we Joe gets two or gets three, they're still going to say probably Patrick Mahomes is better because of the Super Bowl titles. It's not only that, man. It's the MVPs too. Yeah, true. He's got to get. It. He's got to get the regular season MVPs. He's got to get the Super Bowl. He's got to be the Super Bowl MVP. But he could have won the MVP the last two freaking years too. I mean, he could have. Yeah. He could have, but. But the crazy part about that, Jeff, is is he's only 26 years old. Yes, I went back and I looked at Peyton Manning's best years. Because, honestly, like a lot of people compare him to Brady. I think he's more of a Manning type with the cerebralness and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And the arm talent. I mean, it's it's not like his – Manning's arm was great, but it wasn't like, you know, astronomically. Like, it wasn't Justin Herbert-like. So, I, I look at him and I say, okay, well, when did Peyton have his best years? And it was anywhere from 27 mm-hmm. all the way until 31. Mm-hmm. And then when he went to Denver later on in his career, I want to say about 36, 37 years old, he, he actually had that, that MVP-like season when they had all the pieces around him. Right. Burrow, to me, hasn't even hit his highest mark yet, people. Right. So he's going to have lower turnovers. He's going to have a higher win percentage. He's going to be better on third downs. He's going to win in the fourth quarter, even better than what he has been. He's going to have a higher touchdown mark. All of this is going to occur. And the only thing that's that's really in his way right now is his offensive line staying healthy. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. I mean, literally, that that's that, it's as simple as that. If we had a healthy offensive line the last – Two years, we're winning the damn Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Look, and, and this kills me. I hate bringing this up, but if, if he's got an extra two seconds in the Super Bowl, yeah. Jamar Chase is wide freaking open, and it's going to be one of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. And Spain went inside instead of going outside. And, damn it! <laughs> like son of a ah, uh, it's it's painful. Game on, it's painful. <laughs> absolutely painful. It's painful to think about. It's painful to to go back and, and to watch that game. I don't even want to hear about it. It's painful to hear all the Kansas City fans chirping at us right now. Mm. But guess what? We know what's coming. It's coming. We know what time it is. It's number one seed time. It's game time. We're coming to Cincinnati. We're going to take that AFC championship back. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And we're going to prove once and for all, Cincinnati can get it done. Joe Burrow is here to stay. And he can be the best in the world. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, EC here says that just rewatched the past two playoff games. Man, we need a line. That's what we, that's what Orlando freaking Brown is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, our interior, that's the thing. Our, our problem wasn't our interior. Our interior line was pretty damn good last year. Our problem was our tackles last year. Jonah was injured a lot. Lael was injured. They both were injured. They didn't have great years. Now, hopefully Jonah's got his knee nice and healthy. We have a healthy uh, Orlando Brown. We got our tackle set. We got our interior set. We have backups upon backups. I mean, this is it, dude. This is game game on. This is the year. It's this, this year. Is the year. Bust. I mean, if this we don't year. want it this year, 
Oh, I don't know. I'm, it's the year. It's, it's, Lou Anar- it's Lou Anarumo's solidification of becoming a head coach. It's Zach Taylor cementing himself as Cincinnati's best, greatest head coach ever. The Bengals' greatest head coach ever. Build the statue of Joe Burrow in front of Paycor Stadium. It's happening this year. When it happens, everybody's going to get tattoos. We're all going to build a statue. It's going to be a great time. Cincinnati's going to be pumping for next year. And people yeah. are going to be like, oh, pay pay all three guys, pay all three guys. Nobody's going to care. We're going to pay all three of those dudes because we're going to run it back and we're going to do it right again the following year. Back to back. Exactly. Sure. I'm getting my tattoo true. right here. It's my Lombardi, the year, date, who day. Yeah, it's going right there. It's going to be oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asha's face on it like uh, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that, that is a good question, Game On. Will, will you, if you saw Yoshi and you got – you. You have to take your shirt off. You get an autograph across your nipple. Will you get a ta- his tattoo, his, his autograph tattooed across your nipple like Greg's want to do? Greg needs to. It depends on how, how many beers have I had. <laughs> I mean, Dale, you, you run a beer show. How many beers in do you have to be to do something like that? Me? Uh, Greg? Me Greg or a normal person? <laughs> <laughs> how about Greg? How about Greg? How many beers in was Greg when he got Two there? beers, Greg. I like <laughs> <laughs> Give him a rum and coke, right? A couple rum and cokes. I've we, heard he gets pretty wild. We we just mentioned y- Yoshi's name on the show, and he, and he was completely sober and took his shirt off on the show. So, oh, there you go. That's beautiful. Hey, he's he's fired up. Who wouldn't be fired up about that kind of speed, that kind of versatility? It it, it opens up everything for us. And now we don't have to rely on scrubs, Mike Thomas, Stanley Morgan, these guys that just can't get it done on the football field when we're on offense and we can rely on these guys that, that are multi-versatile. They can play special teams. They can play offense. They can do a lot of different things for us, play inside and out. It's an exciting time, people. Exactly. You should exactly. be happy about it. Now, one thing, yeah. Greg, we, we you are gone is, is the upgrade at special teams. You guys had Brad Robbins, Robbins on your show. Not only him, Yossi, uh, uh, I was going to say Chuck Sizzle is what I was going to say to that. Like, imagine also you were saying the receivers, but Trent Taylor, the potential upgrade at punt returner, where it's like, oh, man, Chucky Sizzle here might catch one and house it. We never thought Trent Taylor was going to house one. We're like, just catch the ball, please. Just catch it. When when was the last time we had that kind of of dynamicness to our punt returner? Peter Ward, maybe? Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Yeah, Pac-Man's a good one. People said Erickson a little bit. Oh yeah. no. no! I know. No, I hear no, that no. though. I I've seen that take out there, and I just go, no, Pac Man. I I, I yeah, like Pac Man. All right, Pac Man. When he when the ball is in the air, you're literally thinking, all right, you got you catch it. See how many people are in front of him. He's got a chance to, to go if he has I, any space. Any space. Yeah, that that's him. that's what I think we're gonna have with Chuck Sizzle. I mean, he can take it to the house at any given moment, and we haven't honestly we haven't had that since Pac Man, and that's another dynamic. That we're adding to the Super Bowl team, like, oh my God! And the work really that break man down is, what we have. The work awesome. he's putting in. He's yes. staying after ninety minutes or longer <laughs> right. every day. Hey, I was told Brad Robbins was the first person there, and when yeah. I saw that video, he was Dale. He was angling those punts out of bounds, fifty yards down the field. It's a beautiful thing. I told I told Jeff, I was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. Okay, Kevin Huber. I mean, he was he was good for a very long time, but Kevin Huber, towards the later part of his career, just couldn't kick it forty plus no, yards. He, he had no leg left, and he was still beating out Chrisman. And yeah. then we all saw why that was. <laughs> yeah, 
Because he's inconsistent and he has shit for hang time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if we had Brad Robbins in the AFC Championship game last year, or if we had Brad Robbins the year prior in the Super Bowl. Remember when we couldn't even flip the field in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Difference maker. I mean, basically, I mean, other than, than a couple spots, they're like, what are the holes in this team? I mean, just mm-hmm. tight end, I think, is one we all think we could upgrade a little bit, but back up to, 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 DJ Reader, BJ Hill. I mean, what what is the holes? Do we have one? We don't have a gate. There isn't a gaping hole in this team that I can think of. You got one there, game on? <laughs> I would say what what Zach Carter was last year. If that happens again this year, and we get those those amount of snaps out of Zach Carter, and he's more of a run defender than he is a pass rusher. Then, but but it doesn't even matter because they're probably going to do the NASCAR package on third downs with right, Miles Murphy. Right. So, I mean, it that really it doesn't concern me. It doesn't concern me. It shouldn't. I mean, there's there's not much of a hole on the Cincinnati roster at all. I don't see one. No, I mean, uh, EC here says uh, back up to Burrow. Trevor I Simeon. We, I think we got an upgrade. To be honest, Trevor Simeon. I think. I mean, I, I was never. I'm, if you ever watch my show, I've never been one like, oh my god, we got to upgrade the backup quarterback. <laughs> we can, cool. I think we have. You know, I mean, uh, you know, but yeah, we know Brandon Allen is not that guy at all. Like, he's not going to really win you a game ever. No, and it, that's like, I was even like the other, the Jake, uh, what I'm blanking on his Browning, name, Browning. So, yeah. Browning. At least he has a little more mobility, and like, yeah, he can't hit the broad side of a barn half the time. He's very <laughs> inaccurate and inconsistent, but. I'm like, he provides a different dynamic. Like, I just want a guy who can scramble a little bit and do something different as uh, the backup. But, 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 but the, Simeon has won games and put up yards. At two years ago, man, 11 touchdowns, three picks, and I think like a 95 quarterback rating with the Saints. I mean, that's got to be worth something, people, and I think he won four games off of that. Yeah. So, it's screwed if Burrow goes down. I always say that. Like, oh, no, well, that, that that's, <laughs> see, that's always been my argument with we got to have a better backup. Burrow goes down. We're screwed. <laughs> like, That's sorry. right. Well, what? But fellas, what if he only goes down for a game or two? No, no, right? Yeah, yeah. or a half, a like a second half. Yeah, right. you got to have that, that guy. That is- but the other piece to that, though, is and this is what I talk about all the time. What if the Bengals value Brandon Allen because of the cerebralness? What if it that, was like the Jordan Palmer mm-hmm. idea, where okay, this guy he clearly can't do it himself, but he can see it and he can show you it. And, and he, he can, can help it. you get there if you have that ability. And he can convey it to Burrow. And that, that's what I took yep. it a lot because him and Burrow, I think Burrow really liked Brandon Allen, to be honest. I Absolutely. think they, they, they worked well together. And I think that's why Brandon Allen was the backup quarterback last year. Yeah, Dale. Well, I was just going to say, but they have Callahan still, and they were able to keep Dan Pitcher as well, the quarterback right. coach. So right. I think they've got enough other guys, too, that can – and I don't even think Burrow really needs it. But, like, if we're saying to have that extra set of eyes and things, he has – multiple sets of eyes along with Zach, who was a quarterback in Nebraska. So I do think we do have plenty of that. And Simeon's a veteran too. So yeah. And, and he's I a better athlete good. too. I mean Simeon Simeon can move too. I mean I mean he's not just a stage. I mean he's not gonna like gonna kill you with his feet, but he can move back there. He's not just a you know a statue back there. So I mean it will be it'll be interesting. Just bottom line is I mean they've upgraded at every every position that that they can. And 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 the thing it's not only for now it's also for the future. We talk about this day on the show a lot, you know, with the, the multiple defensive drafts that they did this year, draftees that they did this year. And that's for now and for the future because, 
I hate to tell you, people, we ain't keeping everybody. <laughs> you know, well, we're let's talk go. about uh, we talked about the end of Bengals and Bruce today. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we took Joe out of this conversation game on, yeah. but I'll get your opinion. Uh, rank these five on how you'd want to keep them that are going to be free agents after after Joe. Because I'm like, obviously Joe. Yeah, it's going to get done. But the only reason I even include Higgins is because we don't know for sure if it's going to get done. Like the longer that goes with Malagetta, the more it worries me. But yep. Higgins, uh, Logan Wilson, DJ Reader, Awuzie, and Boyd. And that's the order I kind of ended up in. But I have a really tough time with Reader. But it's just his age and things like that. So I, I think probably number one on that list for me is going to be Higgins. And that's just because of the over-the-top ability that our offense has with Higgins on the field. When we get out of these light boxes, which is the intention of, you know, getting that off, extra offensive lineman and getting that extra running back with the explosiveness, it's to get out of those light boxes so that you can get the, these defenses into cover three, cover one, and really take them over the top. So Higgins, absolutely number one for me. Number two is the anchor of the defense. I told Jeff this. It's absolutely DJ Reader for me. To me, I would like, rather I, have Reader. I go back and forth. I would you, rather you know have me. I, I say that all the time. DJ is the man. I would I rather DJ. have Reader. This is a hot take. I would rather have Reader next year. Next year, after one full season of all of this, I would rather have Reader next year than Trey Hendrickson. I'm with you, Bo, because you drafted Miles Murphy. I mean, that's that's you drafted Miles Murphy to right. take over for him. And, and, then and when the you, thing is, people keep talking about Trey. Trey's still here for another year. And Osai, like yeah. Osai, yeah, yeah, fills and the we, Hendrickson role more than even Murphy does. I yeah. mean, Paul Dino Jr. said it on here that podcast proud. He goes, "You can see it. I mean, they drafted Miles Murphy in the first round, right? I mean, I love Trey, I do, but damn it, there's nobody to replace DJ." That's it may come thing. to that, by the way. It, it's going to come to that. The next one would absolutely be Logan Wilson. Um, I still think that they value what he can do on the field. And they honestly, before this linebacking core, it, you'll, you'll be hard-pressed to find when we had as good of a linebacking How core. How many third-round picks did we spend game on year after year? the Malik Jeffersons? The, uh, exactly. Just, exactly. It was a rotating door of third-round picks, I mean, and they I mean, washed I mean, out the, in two years. Or even, secondary even go back to, like, the, the Paul Dawsons, the Dante Mokes. Like, I mean, like, like, there have been so many year linebackers that have been drafted in the past that have absolutely busted. So to, to get all of three of these guys in the same draft, Mark, Mark, Marcus Bailey – Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither, I mean, was a godsend. This linebacking court is as deep as it's ever been. But for me, Logan Wilson, to me, he he's the he's the command caller of that yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. To me, you can put him in coverage. You can blitz with him. You can you can he's a he's a tremendous run defender in that Super Bowl. I believe he had 17 tackles. So. Yeah. I, I got I to gotta resign Logan Wilson. And, and I go back and forth almost day after day with the Wilson <laughs> reader. I think that is the toughest debate on the order here. And yeah. I, I a lot of times end up going with Wilson more because, I mean, they're both so good. But I go with Wilson a little more because the um, age, he's a little younger, and the yep. Bengals tend to do that too. And then the durability. Um, it was an article in The Athletic. Where it was saying Reader has missed like 19 games or whatever. Yeah, but, but Logan's been injured the last two years too. It ain't like he he's been. But like, he usually doesn't keep him out or keep him out for very long. Yeah, I that, mean, that's, he's but that's a, a leverage point that the Bengals have in those contract yeah. negotiations for yeah. both guys. Exactly. To be yes, exactly. Now, to that, me, if the Bengals were going to go D tackle, 
they would have gone early, early. It would have been a Mozzie Smith in the first round, fellas. Like right. they would have traded up for Mozzie Smith if he was going to be the replacement to Reader. Because you're not going to bring in somebody as a nose tackle year one in the third or the fourth round and expect them to start. They Unless either they love have Zach Carter have, that much. Do what? I said, unless they love Zach Carter that much. Unless they love Zach Carter that much. Yeah, but they still need the role of DJ Reader, and it's right. not going to be Tupac because Tupac is like the same age. Yep. Well, sure. and, and Tupac's contract is up after this year, too. Exactly. So the, the other guy that 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 you – unless they have a lot of confidence in Tufele so, yeah. in his future, that's the only thing. He showed flashes. Like, okay. I'll give him that. He he has played and showed flashes, and he was a fourth round pick, and he showed. He is the reason that we won that New Orleans game. If people Absolutely. go back and look, he made yeah. the two stops, which brought us to third down, where we were able to get off the field and in completion on Andy Dalton, and then the next drive we scored a touchdown with Jamar Chase. I think it was like sixty yards. So, to me, Tufele, I mean, he he's underrated player now. Um, but but then the other two, I think you mix and match. Um. Boyd and, and Awuzi, I think they're both gone, to be honest. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, I think they're both gone because they've kind of drafted the replacements. Every, mm-hmm. And as good as both of them are, that's no knock on how good they are. Right, it's the money. Right. They both deserve another good contract in their careers, too. Was and it's it just Byron, we can't fit it. Byron yeah, Jones, I think, made 15 and a half at the age of 30. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just where we're at, fellas, with the Woozy A. If he plays an elite year, he's going to make – This was our players. conversation, Jeff. Yeah, it was. So many yeah. damn good players. Damn good players. <laughs> but, I mean, bottom line is, I think out of the, the ones we talk about, the three, I think we have to sign, if we can, is T, obviously, DJ, and Logan. And now, the one thing I say about Logan, I'm a little more – I think they're more concerned about signing DJ – not that they're not concerned about signing Logan. They signed Pratt, which none of us thought we were going to re-sign Pratt. So, to me, I'm not saying it makes Logan expendable because Logan is the caller of, of the defense, and he's a ball-hawking linebacker. I do not want to lose him. But it does give me kind of like, okay, well, maybe since they signed Pratt. Because we didn't think they were going to sign both of them. So, yeah. without Pratt, Here's- we're gone. Can I just hop in quick? Because I got to hop off here. But yeah, man. Yeah, I, lo- I love what Game One brought up. I- it's an element that I guess – I love Hendrickson so much I didn't think of it as much, and I just kind of thought with the honor and the contract thing. But he just added a whole other element of the argument to me because I've been thinking – I've been trying to prepare myself mentally for Wilson or Reader, Wilson or Reader, that it could come down to those two. Mm -hmm. They could sign both and get rid of Hendrickson because they have more of the talent backing them. It makes so much sense now. And once he said it, it's just something that didn't really click with me until you said it. And now I'm like, that's how they keep all three. That's how they keep those three. And listen, Hendrickson, if if by all intents and purposes, if he has 13 and a half sacks again this year, like he did two years ago, Dude is about to make a bag. A like he, he'll he'll thank us for getting rid of him. He'll thank us right. for saying, "Here's dead cap money. Yeah. Go, you know, make your your big splash elsewhere." Yeah. It'll we'll be a win-win type thing potentially, mm-hmm. where he gets his bag. We got our Super Bowl. That's and right. We have our. We're able to keep some of these guys at other positions that we haven't put draft capital into. Yep. Like you know, because we we have the draft capital in those guys. Yep. And Osai, the way he looked. Osai looked like he could be oh, better told, than Hendrickson I told if Jeff, he plays if, like he was playing down the stretch. That, that's it. That's it. Osai didn't start to play 40 or more snaps until week 15 last year. So if you start that off at week one, that's a whole new ball game, people. I mean, yep. two years ago, we were at 43 sacks. We're going to be right back there and then some. To me, we're going to get to 50 this year with all these guys playing all these snaps 
and and keeping themselves fresh too in the fourth exactly. quarter. Exactly, that's, that's what I was about to thing. say. Osai plays more, he's getting more sacks, and I think Hendrickson production goes up by not playing as much. He gets, yep. he gets more. Sacks. Yep, that's it. That's <laughs> it. But I I gotta hop off here, guys. Uh, man, it's awesome. Uh, game on is going to be on our show on Bengals of Brews. Uh, what did we say? Monday. 3:30? Monday. Monday, three thirty. All right. So looking there forward to that because this was fun. And Jeff, Jeff's on there a lot, so hopefully he'll be yeah. on there. We might, we, we might be able to pick it up Monday. All right, yeah. I, I, I got to gotta find myself a beer, one, one that you guys will actually accept me for. So. <laughs> well, I just drink Miller Lite, so, and everybody else drinks all kinds of crazy I, stuff. I got, so. uh, mine's all there back here. I, I was wondering, do I have to go out and get, like, a Braxton Storm? Or, no, you, don't you, have to, you don't have to do anything special. You can drink water if you want. Like, there you exactly. go. Beer We're not right. difficult. We're not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dale. See you, buddy. All right, everybody. All right, so we've been on for an hour and four minutes. I appreciate it. Game on. Tell everybody about your spaces because I know you're always on spaces with Mason's and all these guys. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, all that cool stuff. For yeah, mo- Mondays, Mondays and Fridays, I try, I try, people, I try to do spaces pretty much all day. So we start off around literally 10 all day. They're on all the time. <laughs> yeah, t- ten o'clock to five p.m. or ten o'clock to six p.m. Mondays and Fridays, and then you know after work. Usually Tuesday through Thursday on my way home, on my drive home, I got my little, don't worry, it, it's not dangerous. I got my little <laughs> record here that I can that I can put my phone up onto, and I've got my car speaker, so I'm not touching anything, people. <laughs> I'm literally driving. Officer, it's hand-free. It's hand-free, officer. It's hand-free. But, but that's when you get authentic game on. When wife and kids are not upstairs, when I don't have to worry about the volume of my voice, when I can just be my natural freaking self, and, and that's when you get like the best of the best of me. I'll go on some serious rants, and people will just be like, "Wow, this kid, I love him." So. It's so much fun. I, I go on there. I, I try to listen as much as I can because they they are a lot of fun. So anyway, go check check them out at Spaces. You follow them. Uh, give give me Twitter handle too. So they can at, follow you at Game on J Money. There you go, man. Hey, I'll see you Monday. I guess on Bengals and Bruce. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, go follow Game On. He's a great dude. He's full of energy. So me and him get along. We get along real well. You know, we're, we're kind of hyper. We, we we love the Bengals, so we we can just go off on on Bengals talk and everything else. I mean, it is so much fun, exciting time to be a Bengals fan. How exciting time to be a Reds fan? I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna go watch Ellie. Hopefully, Jack one out and beat Kansas City because Cincinnati owns Kansas City, baby. We own you. <laughs> Let's get to the Facebook group. Then let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Houday Nation, Houday Legion, Radical Reds, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Buckmeth, the Ice Bar. And then, as always, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Turnipole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'm pulling a sound up later tonight. Put down the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play. Pretty much ever you get your podcast, make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review in the comments so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals. I love you guys. I'm up to 2,210 subscribers. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to my channel. It's Bengals Talk Strawberry Ice. If you're on Twitter, retweet it out for me. If you're on Facebook, share it out to everybody. Tell everybody about Bengals Talk Strawberry Ice, how much fun we have on the show. It's a blast doing it. I enjoy the crap out of it. I do it because I love it. See you guys tomorrow. That's your sports, baby. See ya!
talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Bag of bad champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This so void in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, show Boys had it really gritty. They tried to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your I know we under they skin, them boys built frail Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend Right behind them Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the losing weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we can really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up.